Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the Voice of the Cape. Education in Daba on the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Still with myself, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. Now, if you have just joined us this evening, as we said, we're going to continue our discussion around corporal punishment. And we said if you, the listener, would like to participate in the program, you can do so by sending us your question or comment. Uh, that's via the SMS line 47913. Or you can send us your WhatsApp message 072 238-0712 or you can even give us a call in studio on 021-442-3530 now we continue our discussion and we are going to be joined in the studio by Neville Goliath who is the coordinator for the Western Cape Education Department and that is the Positive Behaviour Program now the listeners will recall that we had him in studio with us I think it was uh, two weeks ago as well. Neville, a uh, very good evening to you. Ridwan, good evening. Good evening, listeners. Okay, and I apologize. I know I called you and you were in a bit of a rush, uh, but thank you for being with us once again. My attention quickly is an SMS here from 5289 says the following. Corporal punishment will escalate violence if a school already come from an abusive home. The school, in partnership with other professionals, should have the necessary structures and the support in place place not just for the child but the parents as well there's a reason for a child's misbehavior so the professionals must take the time to tackle the root of the problem by also empowering the parents not all parents for example know how to get out of abusive relationships so my question is based on the learner's background how is punishment going to help that learner if he or she is used to being hit at home. Get the multi-professionals team and needed support in schools to help the educators. One social worker once a week per school can never work. They end up being overworked and frustrated. Well, very big shukran to our listener and well put SMS there. Now, Neville, before we get into the introduction, maybe just a quick response to the SMS we've received. I think the, the listener has a spot on it one um, that um, um, violence begets violence and, and corporal punishment which just uh, fuel uh, um, the whole uh, attitude towards uh, um, violence and aggression and and uh, when when uh, you would recall when we had to abolish corporal punishment more than 20 years ago mm-hmm. um, the reason for that was that that South Africa came through a very violent history and and uh, the concern at that stage that that uh, the youth of the day was extremely traumatized and they were uh, exposed to a lot of violence mm-hmm. in, in the streets in the homes and, and uh, domestic violence was mm. extremely high as that, at that stage as well frustration and and uh, the the decision was then taken we need to abolish violence you know uh, last time when we had this program we spoke 
um, there, there have many studies have been done, and one of the studies right, that, that were done uh, in recent years was this thing that, that uh, um, was done with, with, with uh, elementary school kids. Uh-huh. And it basically indicated that uh, um, kids who were exposed to, to, to uh, um, corporal punishment, they tend to be more aggressive. And, and uh, the study uh, showed that, uh, that the reasons why kids who were exposed to corporal punishment ends up becoming more frustrated and, 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 and uh, show violent behavior is that they are not allowed to, to problem solve. They are not allowed to express, to, do, to find language to deal with their frustrations. So, so it is so, like the listener said, mm-hmm. that, that uh, should we administer corporal punishment, we, we prevent the child, in fact, to deal with his frustrations or anything that, that, that the child is, is dealing with at that moment, to deal with it in, in a way where it's, where it's non-violent. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to ask uh, Yasira for her comment very quickly, uh, but just the issue around the listener also saying that there should be structures and support in place for the parents as well. I try, to, I try to, to, to capacitate uh, um, teachers. You know, teachers will always say, Papa pa, Neville, uh, we are not trained as psychologists, we are not trained as social workers, we, we are teachers. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the reality is, that child brings that, that total package of whatever that child has to the classroom space. Mm-hmm. And, and often children, they don't necessarily ask for or need a social worker or, or psychologist in that moment where the, where the, where the issue is happening or the mm-hmm. crisis is happening. Uh, the, the child needs a person in their life space. A- and teachers find themselves in the life space of kids uh, on a daily basis. So, so the, 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 if a teacher can be capacitated with the skills as to how to respond to a child that finds himself in, cri- in crisis at that moment, to, to give him what he needs, because behavior doesn't come from nowhere. I think the listener also said that, yeah. that the all behavior comes from somewhere, the answers need. Um, if the teacher can re- know how to respond in that moment of crisis, then, then we would be able to give the child what that child needs in that moment. Because the, teach, the child didn't ask for a social worker to be on site. Okay, let's ask for someone to understand. Right, let's get a quick comment from Yasira on that point. Um, shukran, Ridwan, Neville, and you know, I, I think being in the health profession, you know, I would agree with what you're saying 100%. And sometimes, or most of the times as human beings, we like to be acknowledged for how we feel, what we think, what's our stance in life. And for somebody else out there to not necessarily give us a solution, but to just say, yes, but, you know, I think that can be possible. A hearing, you know, from the educator, an understanding mm. coming. Then, and, and I mean, um, we haven't, um, push for corporal punishment in any way, etc., and so on. But how effective can an educator be when we're dealing with children? Because we even have this in specialized education. Yeah. At some point, a child might not have taken a certain route regarding an, a crisis in the classroom. But, you know, responding to discipline. I mean, having support is one aspect, and responding to a disciplinary measure that the teacher enforces. Some children have the attitude that, well, you can't do anything to me, I can't stay behind, you can't do this, the principal can't do that, etc., etc. How do we 
distinctively understand those two children as separate entities, the one that needs the support and the one who's taking, for lack of a better word, advantage of the situation and the punting mm. of children's rights. And you have some very intelligent yeah. kids that know how to play the system. <clears throat> now, in as, uh, okay, let's, let's first, let's first when, go with that. Yeah, when, when, when kids come along a, a, a very traumatized pathway to where they, where they are, find themselves expressing the behavior that, that we find uh, uh, uncomfortable, uh, the misbehavior, uh, you, you need to understand that, that um, a child, two kids in the classroom, one would respond to the normal uh, behavior that the teacher or the discipline the teacher puts in place. The other one would test the limits mm-hmm. somehow. He would, he would kind of take it further, take it beyond, and then you feel about, this child shouldn't be, mm-hmm. and you would mm-hmm. have that response. Mm-hmm. You would find that, that uh, once you understand where that child is coming from, you realize that that child somehow needs more than the other one that, that, that gets what the teacher wants. Mm-hmm. So, so it requires certain skills mm-hmm. that the teacher need to have. When, when I do training of educators, and, and many of the teachers will tell you, <coughs> I often speak about Fritz Redl, and he's, he's our psychoeducationist in, 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 uh, in the field of, of uh, positive behavior. And Fritz Redl says, we need to create in, uh, in a classroom, uh, a classroom which smiles on the child. So, so, so how we s- prepare the soil for positive behavior would be for all kids, in s- in s- irrespective of what their needs might be. Mm-hmm. So that the kids, all of them would understand, this is how, this is how it goes. It's, it's important for teachers to be firm. And now, now firm doesn't mean you need to be harsh. Mm-hmm. You need to be firm, like, 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 like no nonsense, no, 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 my boy, you can't do that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and give him certain choices, like choices you, you can choose to do that now, but if you don't do that uh, right now, we're going to have a problem because it's interval soon. And, and then you have to finish that. You have to choose, do you want interval? Or, or, you understand, you mm-hmm. automatically mm-hmm. give the child the choice. The teacher needs to be firm. I can tell you many teachers are, are very firm. They, 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 they get what I'm, I'm trying to explain to the listeners right now. Um, but, but one of the th- keys to this thing is consistency. Mm-hmm. If a teacher is not consistent in the disciplining, uh, like today it's fine and, and tomorrow, okay, let, let it go, that would confuse a child. Because kids would automatically feel that yesterday it was not okay, but today is it okay? Mm. Mm. So consistency then is a very important fact. And I really want to agree on that point with uh, what my guest is saying. <laughs> but this is my attention very clearly to the SMS line. There's an, a WhatsApp message here from 3324. It says, kangaroos jump and take care and protect their children. Yes, they do. But my trivia question is, again, what activity other than jumping are kangaroos good at? If you have that particular answer, send it to me via WhatsApp 072-238-0712 or via the SMS line 47913. Now another SMS here quickly from 0206. It says, uh, Salam Ridwan and the Asira. I saw on social media that one of the countries use yoga or meditation instead of Punishment, and then a follow-up SMS says spot on. Said Yasira. A topic of discussion this evening is around corporal punishment, and one of our listeners here said, uh, "You know, I saw on social media one of the countries use yoga or meditation instead of punishment." And a follow-up was spot on. Said Yasira. Another SMS here from five double nine eight says, "Speak to children as if they are the wisest, kindest." most beautiful and magical humans on earth for what they believe 
is what they will become. Now, uh, that's 5998, Yasira, you can guess. That is uh, Yasira's mom, uh, Mrs. Fisher. Uh, another one from 7177, kangaroos kick and box as well. Well, there's the answer, yes. So the activity other than jumping that kangaroos are good at in terms of my trivia question for this evening is that they also box. Well, shukran there once again to our listeners for their participation to the program. Another SMS from 9859 says, Assalamu alaikum Ridwan. The answer is boxing. Yes, well, once again, a very big shukran there. And you are also right on my trivia question. It seems, Yasira, that I'll need to find a more bit of a challenging one I think uh, so too. in that regard. I think so too, but let's right. get back to Neville very, very quickly. And as we said, corporal punishment. Now, now, given where we, we chatted, like we said, about two weeks ago, you know, where do we continue or maybe recap on what we said as regards corporal punishment? You know, Ridwan, uh, Albert Trashman said, uh, the most important observation you can make is when you become a glimmer in the child's eyes and he becomes a glimmer in yours and and that is what when we look at at, at kids with trouble behavior kids with, with misbehavior show misbehavior often we would find that that there's a lack of effective relationships present you would know when 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 we grew up and we experience corporal punishment people will always say but 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 why did i turn out so well well i can tell you uh, hiding didn't shape you into the beautiful people but then i think that is the answer that that you need to get because our thinking is that neville our thinking is that there's something we had when when uh we grew up and that was relationships Okay. We we had homes, although like I grew up with, with only a single parent mommy, and, and she was awesome my mommy. super mom, the mm. awesome mom that, that 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 shaped me. But but there was something that that I had, and that was relationships. There was extended families, there was uncles and aunties and cousins, etc. That all formed part of of who this Neville was mm-hmm. becoming. Mm-hmm. And, and and relationships. So, so corporal punishment. Found meaning almost because relationships was intact. You would find kids today where co- where relationships are not intact, and I, I get to meet all those parents that we spoke about earlier, parents that that lack the necessary skills, that's not spending enough time with the kids, that 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 uh, uh, don't have the know-how how to guide this child. There's no re- real relationship now. Corporal punishment will not work with a child like that. He'll become oppositional. He'll become uh, defiant. resistant, defiant to, to, to the corporal punishment because uh, in this case, he, he experiences the disciplining not as a relationship building, he experiences it as, as, as pain. Mm. So, so, so we are inflicting pain on, on, on the situation. So in that regard, uh, um, what we are having is, is that, that uh, we are having a society where they, they lack sufficient relationships in the lives of kids. They, they are free-falling without parachutes. Okay, now we have received quite a number of SMSs. We're just going to go through them very quickly. Before we allow uh, Neville to speak to us, you know, about what the program and the rollout of the program on positive behavior is within the WCD. A first message from 6945 says, Salam everyone, not agreeing with corporal punishment, but why in heaven's name would you want to stab someone as dear as Wayne Abrams just tuned in? Well, shukran to that particular listener for tuning in and for that comment. 
we will be speaking about that particular incident immediately after the Waqt of Isha, inshallah. So do stay tuned to Education in Daba on The Voice of the Cape. Another SMS from 4296 says, Assalamu alaikum. I just want to add that parents and teachers should work together when it comes to disciplining. Because nowadays, parents don't believe the teachers when they address issues and always think their kids are right. <laughs> you need to use tech with kids these days. Another SMS from five nine four, uh, five as uh, five nine three says, "Assalamu alaikum. I'm a grade seven student and a prefect at school and trying to apply grade eight at a high school in my area." Okay, let's just see if this one is around applications. Okay, this is around applications. Shukran for the listener. Uh, we acknowledge this one and inshallah on the program this evening we'll see if we can respond. Otherwise, we do have your details. Another SMS from 890. It says, Salamu alaikum. Nowadays, teachers are being abused in many ways. Disrespect, misbehavior, being sworn at, refusal to be disciplined, like detention. Teachers mm-hmm. have to be miracle workers social workers and parents at the expense of curriculum being delivered what about teachers rights and spending more time on discipline and other learners suffer as well learners got all the rights and teachers have none well once again a very big shukran interesting comment there 5289 says we are always eager to change the child's misbehavior but are we as parents prepared to look at our behavior and change we forget we are also we were also young. It should be mandatory that parents experiencing challenges attend positive parenting programs. This problem won't go away unless the change starts with us as adults. Imagine how we would feel if we were hit if we hit when feeling troubled inside. Learn to understand the child as it's not about fixing the child but walking the journey with a child. Another SMS here from 8686 says, Learners come to school with such a lot of emotional and social problems. That is the main cause for their behavioral problems. Educators need to find alternative ways of handling disruptive learners. Our schools also do not have enough support from WCD to assist educators with these issues. Overcrowded classrooms still exist where learners are being taught in a classroom that is not conducive to effective learning. Well, let's get Neville mm. to maybe just give a comment, you know, on some of these. Neville? You know, Redwan, I think uh, the last comments um, referring to large classes. Large classes uh, has a major impact on, on how a teacher manages to control that class. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, especially with kids with, with uh, barriers to learning that is kind of hidden away amongst the mass of the kids in the classes. Teachers often <coughs> would not be proactively ready for, for, for that child because uh, large classes can <laughs> often become uh, a mass control. Mm. So, 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 so in terms of that, I, I, would, I would agree that, that, that if teachers lack the skills to deal with large classes, they're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, that, that we do in, in, in our training programs, and, and it's now referred to as PBIS, or PBIS, uh, Positive Behavior Intervention Strategies or Programs, mm-hmm. it, it, where, where each uh, uh, it 
province or district uh, must have a program where we can guide teachers as to uh, what skills do you require and, and, and what we do with teachers that, that complain or struggle with, with large classes. It boils down to teaching methodology because now you have to create a small c- uh, classroom atmosphere in a large classroom. Now this requires skill. Mm-hmm. Many of the teachers are not geared to handle that but I can tell you there are teachers in many of our schools where, where there are between 50 and 70 kids in a classroom at certain oh. times of the day where, where, where they do magic, uh, where they find ways where we, we can't do classical teaching right now. Mm. We have to do perhaps group teaching. We have to have co- uh, cooperative learning. We have to have a buddy system. So, so, so these are all skills or strategies that teachers can use. Many teachers would say, would say yeah, never mind, I work here. And that is true. It doesn't always mm-hmm. work. Because sometimes if, if, if you are not ready or geared to kind of deal with that within a moment, tomorrow it, it, it works. So, so, so in terms of how you can prepare the soil for positive behavior, you need to know that you have to be, you come to the classroom prepared. So no teacher can enter a classroom unprepared for the lesson Definitely. because you need to you need to prepare your lesson with with positive behavior strategies in mind. You need to know that that little sadik is sitting there in the class and this boy uh, he comes at me first thing every morning. <laughs> so, so so what do I have for him here this so morning? So you must have almost like a toolbox if I want to use that particular phrase. You, you are using a metaphor. The toolbox is, is a wonderful met- metaphor, and often teachers would say. Yes, Neville, please don't speak to me about all this other stuff. Just give me that toolbox. Yeah. You see, uh, the, the tools are not often the key. And you know, we have many listeners that that would be artisans in the field. You can give any guy a toolbox here. You can give any guy a toolbox, but if he doesn't know how to use the tools. So it's all about the artisan. It's about the person mm. having to use the tools. When to use what? When do I ignore this behavior because sometimes it's not always necessary for a teacher to jump in so there's called planned ignoring it's a service management skill so when do i use planned ignoring when do i use proximity control that is where uh, i i I teach uh, in close proximity to the child that I have on my mind. Mm-hmm. So you, you need a teacher who, who, whose aerials are out. Okay, I just want to get time. a quick comment from me, Asira. A quick comment, but just before I do, an SMS from 2756 says, soft parenting creates monsters. Another SMS from 8130 says, some women keep staying in abusive relationships, relationships or going back to an abusive boyfriend. The reason is because their parents were harsh with them, so it's normal in their minds. Similarly, naughty children are outwardly displaying the anger that is displayed in their house. Corporal punishment may force them to obey, but the root cause of all problems is people who have children when they are ill-equipped to take care of them. Well, once again, a very big shukran there to our listeners for their comment. Then there's one from uh, the one that jumps around. Okay, I can't get to that one. Uh, yes, we coming from your side. Um, shukran, Ridwan. You know, Neville, and you know, the more you speak, in the more I'm thinking about. Um, we have the big six in yes. inclusive education, and you know, we, we keep making reference to it, and we keep saying, um, here's a policy um, on care and support. It's going to help you in the classroom. Here's the learner diversity policy. You know, that's going to assist mm. you. And your tools are basically the small little um, goals and objectives for the outcomes of these policies and I mean that's effectively what we want at the end of the day.
But one thing I must definitely focus on is when you said, if I'm prepared walking into that classroom, I can differentiate that curriculum at any point. Hmm. And at any point, my locus of control will be with me and not with the learners. They won't control how I teach. But, you know, how do we combat? And a lot of educators don't come from Ewart. They don't come from the old school yeah. where they were the normal teacher, the remedial teacher, the teacher that sat with you if you're, you, were, you were crying and you were sad, etc. So we have new educators coming into the system. And the system doesn't prepare them. Yeah. The university doesn't prepare them. Do you find, or is it apparent that our younger educators are the ones battling more, or is this common across age groups for educators? Yes and no. Uh, I would like to say that. You find that many of the younger teachers coming out of universities and, and, and colleges um, might not have all the skills they require. Um, many districts have engaged in um, um, orientation programs or, or skills training programs for new teachers, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and at the district where I find myself, we have this annual session where we do induction of new teachers. Yeah. And, and uh, at, the Metro, at the Western Cape Education Department, we also have Dr. Heine Brandt, mm -hmm. who is the director for, for uh, um, teacher development at the moment. Mm -hmm. We have to look at young teachers coming into, into, into schools, what is it that they need for them to be effective in the classroom? So, and you find that many of them lack the necessary skills to deal with these extremities, extreme behaviors. You would find that the older teachers in, 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 in the business, many of them would know how to <laughs> deal with it. They would have those skills, but then you would have also those of them who have been here too long and would say, Neville, Old man, I was 55 years old. I'm 55 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And when I was at college, we haven't, no one taught us anything about inclusive education, right? So, so you would have older teachers that would have a style to deal with certain things, but they're struggling to see behavior as a barrier to learning. Mm. So and, and they would just say, "That's just a naughty child," mm -hmm. right? So, 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 uh, and, and you would have a problem when you take that view on a child that that basically has behavior as a barrier. Mm. So you would have young teachers that come with the understanding of inclusivity mm. into the classroom but they lack the necessary experience for them we need active mentoring and that is one of the proposals that, that, that the WCD is looking at to see how can we mentor young teachers into the profession mm -hmm. the first three years uh, into the profession for young teachers is, is critical mm -hmm. because you have young teachers leaving the profession within the first three yeah, years yeah. Well, I like so, so the we, we need to catch them before they go I do like that phrase active mentoring okay. but SMS line very quickly 4296 says teachers are not there to teach manners they spend too much time trying to keep kids in order and that the lessons then suffers. Another SMS from 5192 says, Assalamu alaikum. I think parents are to blame for their children's actions because they don't want to know anything about the learner's putrid behavior. What about the teachers that give up their time to teach the kids some education, but the children, the children don't allow the teachers to do so? They give the teachers a hard time. If the teachers say something to the children, it's classified as abuse, uh, physical abuse of teachers. Another one from 5998 says, good classroom management. 
the answer to most disruptive behavior in class. Teaching and learning styles, very important. Learners must know when they enter class, they are there to learn. And that comes from Roshana Fisher. Another SMS says, um, best wishes to Wayne for a full speedy recovery. The man is a bar of gold. Well, once again, a very big shukran. As we said, we will discuss that at some other stage. Then another SMS says, Neville, you are justifying the system. Mass production is the method at the moment. Doesn't look like the well-being of the child as well as the educator is being addressed in the true sense of the word. Another SMS from 5138 says, Salaamu Alaikum, most of the learners have no respect towards the teachers. Well, Neville, quickly, we've got about two minutes left. Just to yes, in, in that two minutes, and I, I, I think, uh, Ridwan, um that uh, no one child is similar to the other child. And that is something that, that, that the teacher needs to negotiate. Therefore, we, we can't have one system, like the uh, uh, listener just saying we are uh, um, promoting mass production. No one uh, method would serve the needs of all the kids. Therefore, mm-hmm. teachers need to be uh, um, flexible. Teachers need to be eclectic in, in how they approach certain things. With, with a positive behavior support pathway that, that we are bringing in, we, we, we are looking at behavior as a barrier to learning. And, and we are looking at building capacity to, to, to expand what we are currently having, the PBIS that we are currently having, to expand it into uh, um, the low-level intervention, which refers to teacher capacity building, to have a set of CPTDs for for teachers so that teachers would understand how do I manage my classroom I can tell you many teachers struggle sometimes to do that but also to look at things as to to how do I deal with the child living with or with, with anger um, uh, how do I deal with, with kids that, that has ADHD and often the child would have ADHD but he would be undiagnosed before he's undiagnosed... Well, there I blame me, Asira, for example. Before he's undiagnosed, <laughs> he, he, he's, he is uh, potentially labelled as a, as, as a stotokin. I don't know if it's, if it's only yeah. because it's Neville that we have in studio, but time really, unfortunately, really seems to fly. catch up with us. Uh, and I don't really want to ask him, you know, uh, on his availability. There's an SMS very quickly that says, Discipline and manners are a huge problem. And it even starts in grade R. Yes. Another SMS from 7287 says, assalamu we as parents need to realize that our children is a different child when they leave the house. Mm. A teacher is not going to waste their time to inform parents about the child's behavior if a child is not misbehaving. Therefore, we as parents need to assist the teachers as they are there to educate our children and assisting them with their future and their careers. Our children need to respect our teachers well well said there and once again a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation another sms says and once again how does the system cover the educator holistically be fair guys well once again a very big shukran there to our listeners another one says today's youth show no respect to their parents how do you expect them to respect mm. their educators Parents need to stop being the friend or cool parent. Mm. It only creates detriment for their kids. Well, now these SMS are coming through. Salam uh, <laughs> panel, I agree with Roshana. Neville, you are talking about few teachers being able to manage classrooms well. 
Most teachers struggle to deal with big classes. What about school running workshops for parents? Mm. Well, unfortunately, we've run out of time. I'm going to give Neville one quick 30 second, unfortunately, uh, just to wrap up uh, the, the topic. I do apologize, Neville. The listeners spoke about soft versus uh, soft parenting. Mm. Now, now if, if, if soft is uh, opposite to firm, then I would not agree with soft parenting. Uh, I believe that, that we need to have uh, parenting that is lovable where we love our kids but we need to be firm and, and that is what love is and, uh, and, and, and teachers who are in locus parentis to, to many of these kids that they stand in the same role as a parent mm. we, we are not yes we need to teach kids manners but, but, but kids get manners from whoever finds themselves in their life space mm-hmm. so if a teacher is in the life space of a child we teach them the values that I cherish I teach them respect I show them what, what respect looks like how do I speak how do I behave and that in, in, in that moment of relationship, that is where I'm, I'm, I am enabled to teach a child manners. Well, Neville Goliath, as we said, coordinator within the Western Cape Education Department for a program on positive behavior. Once again, a very big thank you to you. Unfortunately, I know Thanks time has just flown by. We want to wish you, you know, everything of the best, you know, with your program that you're running ahead there. And uh, I'm hoping that at some stage you'll be able to get you back in studio. And I really yes. do like the, the issue around active mentoring. So once again, a very big thank Thank you to you and I say to you a very good evening. Thank you very much. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, The Voice of the Cape. Education in Daba on the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo.